to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. have a bunch of articles for you guys today. Dad and I have been researching on a whole lot of different stuff going on. And as always, thank you again for all the support and emails you keep sending us from healthmasters.com. We really do appreciate the support. And one thing that I saw, this is interesting now, and this happened last week, and I was wondering if they were actually going to be able to get this up or not. LifeSite News, which is a very pro-life website, they have a lot of different topics on you know, uh, abortion and so forth. They have been now completely banned from YouTube as a whole laundry list of other individuals have as well, including ourselves, Hagman Report, pretty much anybody who's actually talking about the truth. And what happened was last Wednesday, they were fully banned after they had been temporary banned twice last year. And YouTube basically told them they were shut down for repeated violations of YouTube's COVID-19 misinformation policy. Any content promoting prevention methods did differ from the information given by local health authorities or the WHO is prohibited. And so they were completely taken down. All their videos were scrubbed. Everything was taken down. Now, guys, this isn't something that is going to stop. We've talked about this before. This is a slow purge of all information. This is why it's very important that you support a lot of the local and local businesses and the alternative news media that is in on different platforms, including signing up for, like, say, our free weekly newsletter, getting on the podcast and so forth. I'm telling you right now, I've said this for years, and so is Dad. We warned about this years ago when we got pulled off YouTube for no reason whatsoever, simply by our opinions and topics we talked about. This is not going to stop. These platforms have to be completely and totally removed, essentially, from your aspect of alternative media. This is why, you know, Rumble, The Parlor, a lot of these other ones now have gotten so much flack, but they're also growing so fast because people have to realize there's no way to take these companies like Google and YouTube head on anymore. They're too big. Just just to be honest with you, Google and YouTube, owned by Alphabet, have a market cap of $1.6 trillion dollars. Roughly 92% of all internet searches go through Google. This is why I don't use Google at all. There's multiple other ones you can use, including also, too, getting your IP address blocked as far as showing having a secure network on that. There's a lot of different things you can research it. But this is something that's not going to stop at all, my friends. You have to continue to realize they're going to keep censoring everybody, and they're going to keep doing it. This is why Dad said before. When you see some of these big platforms that have never been blocked, never been banned, never been removed off YouTube, you got to kind of ask yourself why. When some of these people come out and they start talking about, you know, Q stuff and all of a sudden they get four, five, six, ten million views and you go, but if I talk about taking vitamin C and D3 and zinc to prevent any type of exposure, any type of serious blowback from a COVID exposure, That's fake news, and you can't talk about that, and you're immediately taken down. But you want to talk about all these incredibly idiotic right-wing conspiracies that some of which absolutely have zero basis whatsoever, like Trump is down in Miralago running the presidency still, and everything's about to be taken over, and the military completely controls the government. Guys, these are all psychological operations to keep you completely and totally controlled. As they slowly close the gates on free speech, we have to go on other sectors and continue to get even louder. In order for tyranny to be established, people who love freedom first have to be demonized. And this is exactly what they've done 
with the incident, with the Capitol protest. This is exactly what's been done with anybody now who stood up for truth. And you see now, if you've done your own research, that a lot of people still haven't got that, gathered that concept that the government will very likely and very easily do anything it wants to carry out any attack it wants to further its agenda. I mean, you can go all the way back to 9-11, to Pearl Harbor, the Reichstag fire. I mean, the list goes on the line, and Dad's going to talk about some of that here in a second. You can go back to Operation Northwood, which was a proposed false flag against the Cuban government by the DOD against civilians and military and blame it on the Cuban government to justify an invasion. This is not abnormal behavior for them, and this is why I've continued to tell people Make sure you're staying prep right now, and make sure, in my opinion, if you can legally do so, you stay fully armed right now, especially when you go out. The context of false flags is not something that's new whatsoever, and they're going to need something really, really big again to try to solidify their Second Amendment grab for power, so to speak, because they're not getting any support on it right now. The social media has completely been blasting them out. Even the platforms that are available, they've still been getting hammered with everything, including HR Bill 127, which is absolutely horrendous. This is what they're planning on doing. They lie repeatedly. This is what they're pros at. They're not good at anything else. They can't build anything. They can't accomplish anything. They can't establish anything other through lies and thievery. People go, oh, well, the government builds this and builds that. What do they build it with? Hmm? What do they build it with? Your money. They take your money at gunpoint and build something and then tell you, you have to keep paying for it if you want to use it, even after you've already paid for it. They don't build anything. They take money and they reallocate it to make something else out of your funds. The same thing they've done now with COVID. They haven't done anything with this. All they've continued to do is lie to grab more power. We've seen now they've continually talked about, oh, we need to open the schools. We need to open the schools. And they haven't done that. Now the teachers union apparently is demanding $130 billion in order to go back to school. So we're not going to do it unless we have $130 billion. We have DeSantis now in Florida. He's pretty much opened up everything. Now they put forward a bill about towards big tech so they can't continue to go in and just restrict everybody's access. We'll see if this goes through in Florida. And the biggest thing that I, I've, been la I've laughed at people about was every single couple months they say, oh, we're going to do this now. We're going to stop the mask. We're going to reopen. But yet people don't stand up. You know, Biden called for America to wear masks for 100 days. Now they've completely backtracked on that now. And after talking with government health bureaucrats, Biden is now demanding that Americans wear masks until at least 2022 in order to stop the spread of the virus. If anybody hasn't gotten the memo yet, this isn't going to stop until we make it stop. This is why Dad and I have been so aggressive with a lot of these topics. And this is why Dad and I have been so aggressive and militant about the mask context that's going on right now. They aren't going to stop until we make them stop and we no longer comply. Civil disobedience is one of the easiest, most effective things you can do right now to stand your ground on what's happening. But yet most people go, you know what? I don't want to have any pushback. I, I don't want to have any issues. I'm just going to put on the mask. I'm going to shut down my business. I'm going to be a good little peasant and I'm not going to say anything about it. <clears throat> As I said before, if you have something with your job, if you have something with your business and you have to do something, make it very vocal that you don't agree with it. If you have to do something because you don't want to lose your job, <clears throat> make it very vocal and file formal complaints that it's basically hurting your throat. It's hurting your lungs. It's causing you 
respiratory issues and head issues. I talked to a guy like that about that and via email to a customer. He emailed me the other day and he said they've been forcing them to wear masks at his work now. So he goes in now every single week and basically files a health complaint. Health complaint. Well, the problem is they can't fire you for a health complaint. They have to actually address it. And he goes, dude, I'm, I'm really dizzy. I can't work on this. So finally now they told him that he can wear a face shield, which granted those are about as silly as they get as well. But at least with a face shield, you are not impeding your own oxygen uptake and increasing your CO2 in your body. At least that is one positive of it. <clears throat> so continue to get this information out there. Continue, my friends, to hold true to your convictions and stand your ground. What do you think about this, Deb? Well, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, we've got alt media now pretty much 90% compromised because of, you know, you know, COINTELPRO and, you know, and basically what's going on, you know, with all the stuff, Operation Mocking, we're going to talk about all that stuff right now. And we've got all of these big tech companies that are basically being told what to do. So you have to ask yourself a question, who's doing it? You know, these companies and employees do what they're told, you know, whether explicitly or implicitly, they know it is in their financial interest to do so. If they do not play their part in this twisted and intricate propaganda game, they'll suffer and they'll be eliminated as our pesky individuals who dare peel the onion to its core. I mean, you know, we've been basically blocked on almost everything now that Ted and Austin Brower show. We're routinely taken off the air, routinely interfere with our signals. For each media company is one part, this is the mainstream media, of a large interconnected intelligence apparatus via the CIA. A system, a complex whose purpose is power, wealth, and dominion for a very few at the expense of the many. The CIA and their basically their their different things they do as far as hiring newscasters and its media parts are the same criminal conspiracy. That's what they've done with Operation Mockingbird, which they hire newscasters to basically tell everybody what the CIA wants them to hear and to argue that Silicon Valley companies do not want to censor but are being pressured by the legacy corporate media does not make any sense. These companies are deeply connected to the U.S. intelligence agencies, as are the New York Times, DNN, NBC, etc. They, too, are part of what was what's called Operation Mockingbird, the CIA's program to control, use, and infiltrate the media. Only the most naive individuals believe this is just a, you know, coincidence and that such programs don't exist today. In Surveillance Valley, investigative reporter Yasha Levine documents how Silicon Valley tech companies like Facebook, Amazon, and Google are tied to the military-industrial media CIA complex in surveillance and censorship, how the Internet was created by the Pentagon, and even how those shadowy players are deeply involved in the so-called privacy movement that developed after Edward Snowden's revelations. Like Valentine, and in many detailed ways, Levine shows how the military-industrial digital media complex is part of the same criminal conspiracy as in the traditional media with their CIA overlords. It's one club. It's all CIA, and that's basically a satanic group. Many people have a fine are hard to believe because it bursts in so many bubbles, including the one that claims that these tech companies are pressured into censorship by the likes of the New York Times. The truth is the Internet was a military intelligence tool from the very beginning, and it is not the traditional corporate media that gives it its marching orders. That being so, it is not the owners of the corporate media or their employees who are the ultimate controllers behind the current vast crackdown on dissent 
but the CIA and intelligence agencies who control the mainstream media and the Silicon Valley monopolies, such as Facebook, Twitter, Google, etc., all of these media companies are but the outer layer of the onion by which the messages are set and the people controlled. So, okay, if they're the outer layer of the onion, who do these intelligence agencies work for? Glad you said ask me that. They don't work for themselves. They work for their overlords, the super wealthy people, the banks, the financial institutions, the international banking cartels, the central banks, the corporations that own the United States and always have in a simple twist of fate, such a super wealthy, naturally super wealthy people and naturally own the media corporations that are essential to their control of the majority of the world's wealth through the stories that they tell and the lies that they spin on their corporate media. It's a symbiotic relationship. Now, I'm going to quote FDR. I don't like him. He was a communist. But he put it bluntly in 1933. He said, this cadre of wealthy forces is the financial element in the larger centers that has owned the government ever since the days of Andrew Jackson. Their wealth and power has increased exponentially since then, and their connected tentacles have further spread to create what is the international deep state that involves such entities as the IMF, the World Bank, the Federal Reserve Bank, the World Economic Forum, and those who meet yearly at Davos. They are international overlords who are pushing hard to move the world towards a global dictatorship. As is well known, or should be, the CIA was the creation of Wall Street and serves the interests of its wealthy owners. Peter Dale Scott in the state, the deep state on the Wall Street overlord says of Alan Dulles, the nefarious longest running director of the CIA and Wall Street lawyer for Sullivan and Cromwell, there seems to be little difference in Alan Dulles' intelligence, whether it was for Wall Street or for the CIA director. Now listen to this. It was Dulles long connected to the Rockefeller-Rothschild Standard Oil International Corporations and friend of Nazi agents and scientists who was tasked with drawing up proposals for the CIA. He was aptly assisted by five Wall Street bankers or investors, including the aforementioned Frank Weisner, who later as the CIA officer said his mighty Wurlitzer was capable of playing any propaganda tune he desired. He did this by recruiting intellectuals, reporters, labor organizations, and mainstream corporate media to propagate the CIA's messages. Now, I'm going to post the rest of this article again on healthmasters.com. It's called Opening the CIA's Can of Worms. Now, we're going to step it back. We're going to step it back to the OSS. Now, remember, Dulles is the same guy that Kennedy fired because of the drug running of the CIA out of Southeast Asia, plus it was so corrupt. He was also the guy who was appointed by Johnson to be on the Warren Commission to make sure that we never learned the truth of how Kennedy was assassinated with CIA involvement. But the CIA, CIA was the continuation of the OSS. Now, the OSS worked in China, and it also worked in Germany during World War II as an organization that acquired, how should I say, intel against the German and the Chinese and the Japanese. After the CIA, COS became the CIA in practically 46 to 47. It was, it was funded through the Carnegie and Rockefeller Foundation, and they used the Flying Tigers, one of their basically groups of fly airplanes, to bring opium for Chiang Kai-shek into China to help do the Chinese revolution being pushed by the Rothschild banking cartel. They started bringing heroin into the United States in the Harlem 
into the jazz clubs. You see this on The Godfather Part 1. You can listen to what they say about that because they felt as though these folks that were in the Harlem jazz clubs were already decadent. If you listen to the first movie of The Godfather back in the early 70s, they talked about bringing the drugs into the Harlem and into the areas and the black quarters because they felt these people already already lost their souls with the drugs they were on. Watch the movie The Godfather cover so much of what happened with the Italian mafia and the Jewish mafia. Then Lucky Luciano, he basically was used to help plan the invasion of Italy. Remember, he was in jail. He worked with Meyer Lansky as far as bringing in the Costa Nostra, the Jewish mafia, into control running the drugs. Meyer Lansky and Lucky Luciano were directly involved with intelligence gathering during World War One, and Lucky Luciano was released out of prison because what happened in the in 1942-43, a ship called the SSS Normandy capsized. In fact, Alfred Hitchcock did a movie on that called Saboteur, in which he was deeply criticized by the government and by the military-industrial complex. The Normandy was a giant ship. It was huge. It was nine. It, it capsized to its port side, to its left side, in the harbor in New York City, blocking the entire area where it was turned over, a fire mysteriously started and blew a hole through the side of the ship. How in the world did that happen? It had been seized and was being converted into a troop transport ship, and it was sunk at its moors. It was later basically refloated. They were going to refix it, but it's going to be too expensive to do it. Let me tell you how big this ship was. This ship was 900. 162 feet long. It was 117 feet wide and it was 184 feet tall. It was the fastest ship afloat in 1935 when it was built. It could run 32 knots. It was the most powerful steam turbine electric ship ever built up to that time and to this day. The thing was amazing what it could do and it was going to be used to ship troops over to Germany for World War II, and they believed that the Germans were at that time policing the harbors and going back and forth up and down the East Coast with U-boats, that it was going to be used to run troops back and forth to Europe faster than the U-boats could get to it, so they sunk it in the moors. So they didn't know what to do, because the, the, the harbor, the port was controlled by the mafia, and the head guy with the mafia was Bucky, basically Lucky Luciana. He had been put into prison, so they released him, got him out, and then told him he could work work with the CIA, which was the OSS at the time. This is the first involvement of organized crime with the CIA. Then they started looking at Chiang Kai-shek and how he was funding his million-man army and running drugs. So they decided they were going to start running drugs and started growing poppy and opium in Southeast Asia. The Vietnam conflict was primarily a CIA conflict. Kennedy knew this. That's why he wanted us out of the CIA, and it was about heroin coming out of Southeast Asia and in the body bags of the troops – They'd put up to 50 kilos, over 100 pounds of heroin, into the caskets and the body bags of the troops coming out of Southeast Asia to fund the narcotics being basically distributed through Lucky Luciano in the United States through the different mafiosa groups. I've talked about this in detail with you guys. And what they wanted to do, they also wanted to fund a, a group called Operation Gladio. This was General Galen. He was a German general who wanted to work with the allies you got post all of these links by the way on the health masters website general galen was a german general who helped actually work with the overthrow of hitler was actually involved in the plot against hitler and was basically not killed by hitler but after the war he went to work for the oss which quickly became the cia 
And he wanted to set up groups around Germany and Europe in order to stop communism because Italy was about to go communist. Italy was about to go ahead and be completely overthrown by Stalin and basically be taken over. And so he wanted to set up groups throughout Europe, Galen did, and he wanted to work with our CIA. You can look it up. It's all there on on his Wikipedia page, and he was funded by the CIA. Now, what they don't talk about, what they don't talk about is funding, were the false flag operations that he did. Well, the problem is the CIA had to find a way to pay this guy, and that's when they started running the dope out of Southeast Asia. Very important you understand that because that's why and how the CIA got involved with the drugs through organized crime. Pope Pius VII, he formed the Vatican State back in the 40s and 50s for the Catholics, and he basically was trying to do his best to stop the CIA, stop Italy from going to a communist state. The Catholic Church, remember, owns giant pharmaceutical corporations, natural gas, hotels. It talks about this in the movie, the third Godfather movie. You need to watch that, that one too. Watch all three of the Godfather movies. They go into detail with a lot of this. Pope Pius VII, basically he went to Dulles, who was the head of the CIA, head of the OSS, to help stop communism. Dulles then used Operation Gladio and General Gellin to kill communist leaders and activated the Christian Democratic Party in Italy to stop the communists. Now, the Vatican Institute for Religious Values and Works, basically the Vatican Bank, was used by the CIA then to launder the money for the Operation Gladio campaigns and to launder the money from the drug running out of Southeast Asia. Because, again, like Tom Cruise said in that one movie that he did, America, made, you have to have a way to get rid of all of the cash and to put it in the banks to make it useful. Okay, All of these secret documents from the CIA are stored at the Vatican because it is an independent state that cannot be audited. And the mafioso Meyer Lansky, he set up banks to funnel the, funnel the money to Panama and to Italy. And then Lucio, L-I-C-I-O, Jelly, G-E-L-L-I, he was a Masonic leader. He started meeting with Masonic lodges to coordinate coordinate drug activities, and then basically infiltrated the Vatican with these Masonic leaders. The Vatican started skimming 15% off the top of all the money that was being run through its banks. And basically, Gladio allowed hundreds of Masonic leaders to come into the Catholic churches in the 50s and the 60s, which took over the Catholic church. Gladio was controlled by the Masonic lodges. The Carnegie Institute also helped control the Masonic lodges and the Masons. We need to understand that the CIA then cranked up Operation Mockingbird to control the media. This is how the timeline went, guys, and what happened. Then you have the Red Brigade started bombing Europe in 69 through 81, and all of the Red Brigades who were bombing Europe, all of it was CIA false flags, all of it. Basically, it was to help get rid of communism. And the USA did it all, and the CIA did it all through Gladio. It was so efficient and so effective in Europe, that they started Operation Condor. That was going to South America to stop the influx of communism in the South America. And everyone appointed the head of the CIA was appointed by the Council on Foreign Relations, okay, which was basically founded by the Rothschild banking cartel after the League of Nations failed. Operation Condor, it basically took over South America 
and it wanted the resources of South America, so you need to follow the money. Then these Catholic Masons, basically, they rounded up thousands of basically patriots in South America and killed them. This included Brazil, Bolivia, Paraguay, Uruguay, Argentina, Chile, Chile. All of these countries had thousands and thousands of patriots rounded up and killed. They were dropped them out of planes over the oceans. The Catholic priests would actually turn in their own people to have them killed. A primary priest who turned them in is the current Pope Francis. This is the cra- This is why this guy is so corrupt. He's probably a high-level Masonic Lodge leader. He's probably a 33-degree Mason, and he's also the Pope. And this was involved in Operation Condor. That's why the people down there in Argentina absolutely hate this guy. The church committee, they started to investigate Operation Gladio, and it showed the CAA doing all of this. Pope John Paul I, he was killed after, after guess how many days? 33 days, Masonic number. He was going to oppose the Masonic lodges and the takeover of the Vatican and the Vatican Bank. That's why he was murdered. Then William Casey became the head of the CIA in 81 to 87. Okay, And then Pope John Paul II, he decided to set up a huge money laundering campaign out of South America and through Panama. And he got fed up with the CIA, and he bankrupted the banks and took all the money out and refused to pay back the doggone CIA for all the money they had basically taken away. Then William Casey, who was the head of the CIA, according to many historians, arranged the assassination of John Pope Paul II about five months after Casey took over. But that was not successful. And then, of course, the Pope kind of backed off on all the stuff that he was trying to do because he realized that they were going to assassinate him. The Vietnam Saigon was a distribution point for the CIA for drugs, and all money for the CIA from drugs from the Viet Cong, basically they wanted to destroy the poppy fields in Laos and Cambodia, which could not be done, so we started doing devastating bombing in Laos and Cambodia, including spraying additional poppy fields from other competing drug people in the United States with Agent Orange. Then the Gulf of Tonkin was used to start the war, which was a complete, total false flag. It never even happened. Then the Southeast Asia goes into a drought, including with the what they were doing with the chemtrails and the basically geoengineering they were doing there, and it killed the poppy fields. They weren't getting enough water to stay alive. So the CIA moved the poppy fields to Afghanistan in 1978. Then in 1979, Afghanistan had enough. They asked the USSR to go into Afghanistan, which they did, to try to get rid of the poppy fields with the CIA and try to calm this whole mess down in Afghanistan which bankrupted the Soviet Union. Then we started pumping a billion dollars a year into the Moshe Hamodin, the the guys, the resistance fighters in Afghanistan, to go against the Soviet Union. And this is how Russia fell, the Union of the Soviet Socialist Republic fell, because they did not have the money to compete against the CIA and the massive amount of armament we were sending into Afghanistan. Now, there's a list of foreign governments overthrown by the CIA, and I've got it posted. Let me just give you some quick ideas. China, from 1949 to the early 1960s, controlled by the Rothschild banking cartel. Albania, East Germany, Iran, Guatemala, Costa Rica, Syria, Egypt, Indonesia, British Guiana, Iraq, North Vietnam. By the way, these are just since World War II when the CIA was founded. Cambodia, Laos, Ecuador, Congo, France, Brazil, Dominican Republic. Cuba, Bolivia, Indonesia, Ghana, Chile, Greece, Costa Rica, Bolivia again, Australia, Angola, Zaire again, Portugal, Jamaica, Chad, Grenada, South Yemen, 
Fiji, Libya, Nicaragua, Panama, Bulgaria, Albania, Iraq again, Afghanistan, Somalia. This list goes on and on and on. I'm going to go ahead and post it on our website. So this is who runs it all. The United States have been involved with regime change since the very, very beginning. And now we have a situation where we have been completely and totally usurped as far as the United States by the intelligence agencies. But we need to realize it's the international bankers, the IMF, the Federal Reserve Bank, all of these people that I call out on an ongoing basis who set up the state of Israel as a non-extradition state with Meyer Lansky and all the rest of these, Lucky Luciano. They were the ones who were pushing for the state of, state of Israel so they would have an area they could go into with the Costa Nostra, the Jewish mafia, in which they could not be extradited. In other words, they could live there in peace and basically not have to deal with coming back and serving time in any other country they were involved in overthrowing or sending drugs into. <laughs> this is where we find ourselves. Now, I, I can't be any more specific. I can be more detailed, I guess, and go into who the pe people were and the names, dates, places, and exact months and everything else if you wanted me to. But you guys could do your own research on this. But the international crime cartels, I've told you this many times, the Jewish mafia, the Italian mafia, the Chinese mafia, the Russian mafia, all of these crime cartels work together in one giant conglomerate to bring one point. 1.5 million, I'm sorry, 1.5 trillion dollars worth of heroin out of Afghanistan every single year on C-130 transport planes on a thousand Lilith pad bases controlled by the CIA using Air Force personnel and Air Force transports to get the, to get the drugs into these different countries without having to go through any customs declaration to be, then be distributed by their respective mafia, mafiosa groups. That's what's happening right now globally. And they're the ones that are doing the tech censorship. They're the ones that are taking and telling Facebook what to do because they're the ones who own all these things. They all are controlled through the international banks. I gave you a list of the companies and the people and the individuals who control the tech censorship. These are the overlords of the world. These are the ones that George Carlin that I quoted yesterday so succinctly said they own you. They own all the important land. They own the Congress. They bought the judiciary. They own everything. And you're not part of the club. They are in the club. You're not. I'm not. But these are the groups. And now we have this incredible amount of tech censorship through the Internet. Why? Because we, the peasants, <laughs> according to them, have been rebellious. Shame on you, little peasant boys. Shame on you. Shut up. Put your mask on. I said to you to shut up. decrease your O2 levels. We're going to give you all kinds of vaccines that are going to cause all kinds of diseases, and you need to shut up and be quiet because you're talking too much. And then we get the other people basically who are COINTELPRO, who are Operation <laughs> Mockingbird, who have infiltrated the alt-media, who won't tell you anything I just told you, and they won't talk about it. Why? Because because they're on somebody else's payroll, and that would not be anybody that you'd want to associate with. And they're being supported, and they're being given huge amounts of, how should I say, views, because search engines are being directed and pointed at them. Ask yourself a question. Somebody shows up, you've never heard of them, and now they're getting 10 million views a week. How the heck did that just happen? There's only one way that could happen, and that's 
if they pointed search engines towards them and they didn't try to restrict their content. That's the only way it happens. And this is the state of affairs of the United States right now. We've got a situation where we have a president who's senile, who is not duly elected, who Time Magazine even said was put into his position of power by these corporations. And we have his <laughs> Kamala Harris, who basically is acting as the president, contacting all of these different countries with her hardcore Zionist husband, who basically I'm sure is directing her as far as what she's supposed to do because she's not real bright. And she's the one having all the conversations with all of these corporate heads and these governmental heads because she's directing them and being told how to direct them. And Biden, as we told you, they dust him off every so often. They stoke him up on a bunch of amphetamines or whatever they have to stoke him up on, or they use a body double. And at that point, they're able to control him. Now, we don't even know if it's the real Biden when he's wearing a mask. Yeah, how about that? And he's sitting in a quote-unquote oval office, which may be a stage set somewhere else, doing a meeting with a group of people or giving a speech. We have no idea if it's really him because he's wearing a mask and he could be a body double. We don't know. They will Ted, that sounds absolutely crazy. Hey, every single thing I just told you sounds absolutely crazy. But when that USS Normandy got capsized in New York Harbor during the war, suddenly reality was they needed to use organized crime in order to maintain the ports of New York and prevent that from happening again. And I will say this. There wasn't another ship that got bombed in the port of New York for the rest of the war Good old Lucky Luciano was released out of prison and took it over because these guys, they're vicious. And when they start killing people, they kill whole families of people. And so these people knew that better than get involved with these clowns and be things doing things against them. So this is it right now. So Austin's absolutely right when he talked about tech censorship. I told you I was going to give you an expose on the CIA today. You guys probably had no idea it was going to be this in depth. But guys, if, if no one else is going to talk about it, I'm going to have to. Austin, what do you think of what's your next story, bud? Um, that, that was excellent. That was very, very good information on there. And this is the stuff they don't want everybody talking about right here. This is exactly what it is. And once you finally go down the rabbit hole, as weird as that sounds, like Alice in Wonderland, <laughs> once you start going down there, you realize nothing, nothing is what it seems. And you start to question a lot of stuff. And the problem with it is the more you question stuff, the more answers you get, but also the more questions you have because you start seeing the way everything is directed, the way everything is focused, and how things are constantly done to shift the direction of how you view things and how you absorb things. The aspect of psychology is so important that very few people even understand it because it's basically kind of been put to the side. As a lot of people know, Ted and I both have a background, bachelor's degree in psychology. And once you start to understand the human mind and how it can be changed and pushed in simple directions very easily, you start realizing what they're doing here. That's why we always try to be unbelievably transparent with you about everything. We, that's how, how we are on the show. We've always been like that because that's our personality. I don't try to hide anything. I don't try to you know, be shady with stuff. I tell everybody all the time very directly, go do your own research. Go look it up. Go back everything up that I've said. Go do your own research on it. And you start realizing real quick that there's obviously something going on behind the scenes they don't want us knowing about. For example, you see what they're constantly doing 
with the programming, with the television and the TV, with the kids and the school systems. Now, Paul Joseph Watson put out an article. It was quite troubling, actually. A company called Omsum has put together a cartoon about what happened if Bill Gates disappeared. And another example of how globalist propaganda has been inserted into children's programming, a video aimed at kids explaining how awful things would be if Bill Gates disappeared. It said after imagining what would happen if Batman or Superman were no longer available, essentially putting Bill Gates in the category of superhero. The video produced by Omsum turns its attention to global vaccine pusher Gates. The video states that because Gates is the world's third richest person, if he disappeared, a highly respectable billionaire would be missed by many people. And in the video, two characters start to cry after Gates disappears, after handing out wads of cash with further claims that if Gates wasn't around, the world's rich and powerful would probably no longer give half of their money away to charitable causes because Bill Gates is the one that allows people to give all their money away. I can't make this up. The video further states that climate conservation, clean energy would all cease to exist if Gates wasn't here and evil fossil fuels would make a comeback. Now, of course, there's no mention on the efforts for Bill Gates to completely monopolize and dominate the global food system, nor the public health program via genetically modified crops and the medicines and the toxic vaccines and all the patents that he has. Oh, that's right, and being kicked out of India because of the polio vaccine that he pushed and actually having human rights violations being put on against him since India. None, none of that was brought up in the cartoon. This is obviously a full-blown Bill Gates paid for propaganda piece to try to make him look like he's some savior when in essence he is a complete and total steaming pile of globalist feces. This is what the man does. He lies, he lies, he lies, and then he lies more. He pushes his agenda. He tells people to follow his agenda. And then when he doesn't follow his own agenda, he comes up with some excuse like, well, you know what? I'm doing it for the greater good to help out more people, so I don't have to do it. That's why if you notice, you haven't seen one single video, one single photo at any point in time of Bill Gates wearing a mask ever, ever, ever. People go, well, he does a lot of stuff from his house. Okay, you still, you still haven't seen him. You seen him at any conference? You seen him at any event? You seen him going out all, ever, anywhere? You ever seen him with a mask on? No. Find out who you can't criticize, and you'll find out who controls you. This guy handles so much behind the scenes and is such a big globalist do-boy. There's a reason why he never gets any type of negative publicity in the mainstream media. And then at the same time, they're continually pushing this shot narrative, this RNA narrative. And now more information has come out from the UK from the yellow card, which this is the MHRA yellow card, which is essentially the same thing we have here in the United States as the VAERS, the V-A-E-R-S. And what this does now in the UK is they are basically recording all the negative side effects that have occurred from the injections, these RMA injections, over the last two months now. And they said that an estimated 5.4 million first doses of the Pfizer vaccine have been administered, and 1.5 million doses of the AstraZeneca vaccine have been administered. And I'm using the term vaccine because that's what they're calling it, even though we know it's an RNA technology injection. Now, ironically enough, pretty much as we predicted, 
the vaccines administered as recorded by the yellow card have had adverse reactions of 49,472 people from the Pfizer shot and 21,032 reactions from the AstraZeneca shot. For both vaccines, this equates to about one in every 300 people suffering a serious adverse event from the injection. Now, it's interesting. You start going into a lot of this stuff here, and you start talking about very significant problems, including pregnancy. Now, ironically enough, they said at the very beginning, if you guys remember this in the UK, they said, if you're pregnant, you should not get this vaccine. And also, too, after you get this shot, you should wait at least two months before you try to get pregnant. They've also had four, four recorded spontaneous abortions where women apparently decided they still wanted to get injected with this RNA shot and were pregnant and bam, had an abortion right after they got the shot. Also, too, they're now saying that on record, as of January 24th, they've had 107 fatal outcomes, meaning deaths due to the Pfizer injection. But, of course, they're not going to talk about any of that in the mainstream media, are they? This is what's going on in the U.K. I've told you what the CDC has come out with in the United States, and those numbers, in my opinion, on both levels are massively understated. As they have said repeatedly, only usually about 2 to 3% of vaccine adverse events are recorded. Maybe, maybe because they're doing such a push to try to record them right now, maybe 10%. But even at that you are talking about a serious, serious amount of people who are having very, very significant problems all across the world. And yet, hey, it's all for the greater good, right? And guys, I promise you, from the doctors I've researched and the scientists that I've watched and the people that have been coming out now that know what this is, there has been a huge discussion of what's going to happen over the next three to six months when this RNA shot starts to take effect in people's body and they start getting exposed to other viruses and they start having these autoimmune responses, there is literally no telling how bad it's going to be because they only did two months of phase three clinical trials, two months, and then they got an emergency authorization right after that. So what's going to happen over the next six to 12 months? Literally, nobody has any idea how horrific it's going to be. But as I've told you before, if you're even interested, if you still really are, even what you know, interested in getting this shot, you already survived 2020. Wait and see what this does over the summer because I can already predict right now that you're going to see a huge amount of people that are going to start becoming very, very ill over the next 6 to 12 months from this injection. Not to mention they're going to start continually pushing the goal line out as I've repeatedly told everybody it's going to happen. Oh, you got to get another shot. You got to get another shot. You got to get another shot. Oh, this shot only works for three months. You got to get another shot. When in reality, it's not even definitionally – it's not even classified as a vaccine. It doesn't prevent you from getting COVID, and it doesn't stop you from transmitting COVID. All it does is lessen your symptoms. That is classified as a treatment. So this is a COVID treatment that you're getting injected with before you even have COVID because you may get COVID at some point in time, and you need to do it in order to get your rights back that have been taken away from you illegally. Let that sink in for a minute. Also, too, in other news, as I've continued to encourage people all across the country and globe to continually get prepared, prepared for food shortages, we now have seen it in Texas firsthand on a rapid scale. And, I, and I, I, I'm praying for everybody in Texas. My brother-in-law lives in Texas right now. They're still out of power. It's beyond horrible what's going on down there. But on the other hand, too, 
you see how this entire storm was pretty much directed right through. Weather modification is not a joke. It's a very real thing. It's not even a conspiracy theory. They've talked about it in detail, that they have the ability to control and change certain facets of the weather. Now, Walmart has temporarily closed 501 stores now due to severe winter storms all across the country. There are now videos up on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, people all across South Texas that are basically standing in line, standing in line. Another one on here from Alex update. He said, still no power. It's impossible to drive it out of our apartment complex due to the snow. So we started walking the four mile round trip to HEB, which is like in South Texas, that the line is wrapping behind the building now just to get in the store to get food. Another one on here said, basically they made the trip all the way to Southwest Austin Line to get in the store, only 15 items per person allowed in order to get food. Another one came in here and said they basically ran out of food at their house, so they walked to HEB, didn't think I'd have to wait in the line too, about to get frostbite emoji basically with a frozen face on it. And there's – I mean you can, you can go online and see them yourself on Twitter. This, this is going on repeatedly. And so this is why I've encouraged people so much – Make sure you have backup food, whether it's canned food, whether it's beans and rice that you want to store properly, whether it's the organic food buckets, whether it's MREs. I don't care. Just get something. I know a lot of people have tried and love the organic food buckets we have because they actually taste good and they're high quality. But quite frankly right now, my friends, when this starts happening – you just need to have some stored up food, period. I appreciate the support and a lot of the customers that buy the food bucks. We just got another batch, brand new batch in last week, and I continue to thank you for your support. But when it comes down to it, get what you can and keep it stored. I mean, you're not going to hear anybody else say that. I'm telling you right now, this isn't going to stop. Food is being weaponized. Food has been used as a tool in every single country known to man when it goes tyrannical. There's a reason why Bill Gates is buying up farmland all across the country. There's a reason why they're cutting subsidies for many farmers and not allowing them to actually even make any money on their food. In some cases, they pay them not to grow food. There's a reason why you're about to see hyperinflation among levels we've never seen before. Food right now is still unbelievably cheap if you're not in a hurry to buy it. Say you want to buy organic food buckets, or you want to buy beans and rice from the store, or you want to buy you know, canned food. It's still relatively cheap. And it's funny, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, and they were like, oh, you know, well, food, you know, it probably was going to go up some, but I'm just going to, you know, I'll get some here and there whenever I need it. It's not that big of a deal. And I said, how much ammo do you have? Oh, well, I'm, I'm trying to stockpile on ammo real quick. You know, I've got a couple thousand rounds, but, you know, we never thought it was going to go up that much in price. And I said, did you just hear what you just said, bud? I said, the same thing that you're seeing with ammo right now is the exact same thing you're going to see with food. If you don't think so, ask yourself, what happens in every country that has hyperinflation? Ammunition's got up in some some different calipers anywhere from five and six hundred percent over what it was a year, year and a half ago. Don't think it's going to start happening with food. Wait till you see a shortage. That's exactly what happened with ammunition. People started buying it in droves because they wanted to stock up on it because they didn't want to run out of it, and the suppliers couldn't keep up with demand, so the cost ended up going up exponentially. That is exactly what's about to start happening with food all across the country. When you start seeing supermarkets, can't get food. You saw what happened with toilet paper beginning of COVID. 
even though toilet paper really didn't have any impact on with COVID, they weren't related. People started buying toilet paper out of panic buying because they couldn't get it. What happened? You couldn't get it. People were taxing on it all across the board just to even get it. Now, even down here at Sam's, you go to Sam's right now and they have toilet paper in stock. It's one big bundle, one big bundle per customer. That's it. There's a reason why, my friends, when you start having demand supersede supply and it cannot keep up, you see prices go exponential. And right now, they've already said in Texas, if you could get food at a lot of these stores, you're restricted on how much you can get. And a lot of the prices are already starting to go up because the semi-trucks trying to get into the areas that are full of snow and the cost of getting it in there. Stay prepared. Don't get caught like this with your hand in the cookie jar and you don't know what to do right now in Texas. Texas is usually a very, very self-sufficient state. I'm surprised they've had this happen right now and so many people were unprepared for it. But again, having some backup canned food, having some backup MREs, having some backup organic buckets, there is absolutely no reason not to have that because at the end of the day, as I've told people before, if nothing's going on and you don't want to go to the store or you're basically tied on cash one month or you basically have people over, you know, family over and you're trying to conserve money or conserve food, you could pop open a bucket of food and use some couple years down if you haven't used it by then and then just replenish it as you go. There's no downside of having stored food and stored water. I will stand by that and I always have in anybody that's been in emergency situations repeatedly like we have down here in Florida hurricanes, like you're seeing in Texas right now, will fully agree with you that there is absolutely no downside on having backup water and food supplies, Dad. What do you think? Well, Texas is being punished. Because Texas has talked about succession. They're talking about getting out of the United States. I mean, there's a big movement in Texas for this. Yeah. In addition to that, yeah, in addition to that, Texas is not on the national power grid. They were self sufficient. They got windmills all over Texas, ruined the countryside, but you know, if we're out in the desert, it really doesn't matter. And they've got all that natural gas and oil and all the other things that are going on there. And they have the ability to be completely self contained, including power, which is one of the things they did because they didn't trust the federal government. And now the federal government doesn't want Texas to be independent with power because if the federal government decides to do a false flag, everybody listen to me, or China decides to do a false flag or the banking cartel decides to do a false flag who kind of runs the world. Anyhow, if any of these groups decide they're going to use a false flag, let's say we've had a dirty bomb go off in four or five of the major distribution nodes, grids in the United States that basically supply power and the entire electrical grid's going down, Texas is going to sit there and go, doesn't affect us. We've got our own power supply. How about that? How about we don't have to be connected to the main power supply? And now the governor of Texas is asking the head guys who are involved with their power supply to resign because he's saying it's been a failure. Well, the reality, is it a failure? Is it not a failure? We have ice nucleation to the level now in the United States using geoengineering, which is unprecedented. That's why so much of this snow doesn't even want to melt. It's a bunch of chemical concoctions of mess is what it is. You know, here the other night, we were, I was sitting at the house, and I woke up at about 2 o'clock in the morning. We never have thunderstorms in the middle of February. We had a thunderstorm roll through here at 1.30 in the morning. Boom, 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 lightning. I mean, a massive downpour of water for about 20 minutes. And lightning, and uh, hail, it should have been hail, really close to hail, really bad lightning. All of a sudden, this happens in the middle of the winter. Doesn't happen here, guys. This is all geoengineering manipulating the weather. Same thing they did, like I mentioned earlier, when they were doing it on the Ho Chi Men trail to try to stop 
troop movement of the North Vietnamese, and they ended up messing up their own weather systems, and all the poppy fields died. And they had to move it to Afghanistan. We've been doing this for a long, long, long time, all the way back to World War II with cloud seeding. It's technology that we've had had available to us for 70, 80 years. Why do you think we're not using it? It's very, very important that you understand that because, again, they want to put Texas on its knees. And by the way, there's a really good article here, and it says Western civilization is imploding, and now is, now, now is the time for Christians to make their stand. Well, <laughs> I'm going to say something different here. I'm a Christian, and I've been making my stand on this show for many years with Austin and for a long time back all the way 40 years ago. We as Christians have sat back on our derrieres and haven't made a stand, and now as we see Western civilization expand, basically – imploding we have to make a stand well guys you know have you ever wondered why few christians seem willing to take a stand against global tyranny you know well, i'm gonna tell you why right now and i mentioned it before i'm gonna mention it again and of course none of this is even mentioned in this article whatsoever though i'm going to post the article anyhow is zionism don't worry about you having to go through the tribulation it's never going to happen we are going up in the first load we will not be here when all hell breaks loose on this planet. Well, what about the million Chinese who said they weren't going to be here because they were believing in the rapture and they all died? Oh, they don't count. It was just a million. Uh, okay. How about the half million in Germany who died in one night in Dresden? That doesn't count. Doesn't count. Doesn't go with the narrative. You, America, you Christians will not be here. You're going to sit up in the heavenly grandstands and, and <laughs> applaud as you watch Lucifer unleashed on the planet and kill billions of people. Well, number one, here's the question. Why do you want to watch that? And number two, why would you applaud? Why would you even say weird crap like that? Bleh. Okay, why would you think that way? It's not okay. So, guys, this is why Christian civilization, Western civilization, let's call it what it is, Christian civilization, is imploding because the Christians have not taken a stand because they were lulled into sleep from the Johnson Amendment, from Zionism, from prayer being taken out of schools because they were told they would never be involved in anything bad that happens because they wouldn't be here. That's what's happened. By the way. You keep your hearts and your minds on Jesus. He is the Lamb of God. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Counselor, the Good Shepherd. He is our Savior. He will deliver us from the evil one. I love you guys. Always remember, this is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it, regardless of the consequences of what's happening. And guys, my prayers go out to you in Texas. I pray that you guys can get warm, get your power back on. And next time this happens, you're aware of what's going on. Get yourself some backup generators. Get yourself some storable food and make sure this doesn't happen to you again. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. And we learned a long time ago about the necessary requirements of generators in the state of Florida, and it's just part of it. And, you know, the truth is once you go through something like that, you realize real quick how you don't ever want to go through that again unprepared. And so when you do stuff and you have situations occur, the best thing is I always say is learn from them. Don't make the same exact mistake over again. Now, you may have a situation occur, and you have to learn from it and rethink your strategy and change it. And it may not always work perfect the second time. Just be clear about that. 
But then you go, okay, that was that was the second run. I fixed this. I fixed this. I fixed this. It still went way better now than the other ones. Now if it occurs again, what are we going to do? And so that's the biggest thing. Take it as a learning curve. Grow from it. Change from it. And if you have to be in the same situation again or you choose to be in a similar situation again, have the proper tools and knowledge to apply to make sure you can handle the situation accordingly. That's what we all have to start doing right now. And this is one of the reasons why they've pushed the context, the concept, the ideology of we can't take care of ourselves. You, you, you got to wear a mask to protect everybody else. You got to get a shot to protect everybody else. You got to shut down your business to protect everybody else. So wait a minute. What about me? What about my family? You know, we're doing all this to protect everyone else. And that hence comes the issue and the entire concept of the greater good United Nations theory. Remember, too, Governor Greg Abbott just came out, what, a couple days ago and said that I think last week it said they were discussing becoming a sanctuary state in California, Second Amendment sanctuary state. Think about that for a second. Also, too, if you guys need anything, you voted and it won product of the week. The purple sticks on sale. I will be putting them up here shortly as product of the week. Also, too, be sure to check out the B-Complex Super Sale, over 15% off on the front page of the website right now. Thank you again for the support. Stay awake, my friends. Stay prepped. If you're over there in Texas or anywhere around there, continue to help everybody out, continue to support one another, do your best to push through this and learn from it. I appreciate everything. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.